previously on the Revelation Station. Oh, God, my head. What What was I drinking last night? For some reason, I have three shoes, and I've got a foot in every one of them. One of those foots is mine. They were previously thinking about it, but thought nobody's going to listen to us for two albums worth. Exactly. That is actually a movie that's available on Netflix. So, while we're in here... Yeah? Um, this isn't my shoe. We're listening to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Yes. And we've just listened to the opening track... What a bloody brilliant track. What a great track. Oh, what a great track. Awesome track. I thought the editing on this was particularly good. It's a shame they didn't include it. Oh, who's this guy? He's puffing on a pipe. I don't think this wig suits me. It's a merkin. You go out there, you'll freeze to death. Weirdo. What the hell is that? Oh, I don't know. Has he gone? I don't know. Oh, God. We've been running from this for two whole bloody weeks. I don't know what's happening. It's so spiky. Please. Oh, God. Has he gone? I think... I think we've lost it. Oh, dear. Are we hiding in this tree trunk? Tell you what, though, I'm getting my exercise in for this week. Yeah, I've done 10,000 steps today. Ooh. It's only 10 o'clock. Anyway, yeah. we're still in this strange place. Oh, so weird. Very weird. Very weird. But while we're here again, I think it's oh. only fair that we do the second side of The Lamb Lies Down. Yeah. I think you're right. I need to finish it off. I think the only way we're going to get out of this place is by completely finishing all the tracks. Yeah, I think if we follow Rail's journey, we'll find a way out. Just like he does. Possibly, maybe, or not. I don't know what this is about. Who knows how it ends? I don't know. The only way we'll do it is find out is get to the end of the story. So, where are we going to start? Well, where did we leave it last time? End of side one. Old LP styly. Chamber of 32 Doors was the last thing. They were going up into the chamber. They were stuck in there. It was stupid. There was hundreds of them, for God's sake. Is that what it was about? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Who cares? Okay, so, if memory serves, that means the first track on this side is Lily White Lilith. Yeah. Good. So, Shall we hear a bit? <sighs> yeah, let's get our breath back. The chamber was in confusion. All the voices shouting loud. If I helped her through, she could help me too But I could see that she was wholly blind From a pale face and a pale skin A moonlight shines Lady White Lily She gonna take you through the turn of the night Lady White Lily She gonna lead you So I followed her into a big round cage She said they're coming for you now, don't be afraid Then she sat me down on the 
eating? Some bark. You're a very weird man. I'm a vegetarian. Have you, you tried being trapped in a weird landscape and finding decent meals? Well, get back to vegetarian then. Fine, fine. Anyway, Lily yeah. White Lilith, what did you think? I really like that. It's a nice track. It's a good rocking track, isn't it? Good track for side three. Mm. Um, again, starting strong. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen on the last um, side two, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down, mm-hmm. a bit all over the place. And typical Genesis starting almost a new album, as it were. Yeah. Good, strong track. That's the thing. If the original plan had been to release its two albums, mm. this presumably would have been the first track on the new album and another rocking one to start with. A really good one. Yeah. I mean, reminds me a lot of The Who, this track. You know what? I was thinking exactly the same thing. It's a very similar sort of sound. Yeah, very guitar-led, which is very usual for Genesis. Yeah. They're usually keyboard-led. This is guitar. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, it's a good track. I enjoyed it. It's a nice one. Without being a sing-along. It's not something you really sing along to, but you you kind of enjoy it, because I think the music is so, as you say, guitar-led and rocky. Mm. You enjoy the music Mm. rather than the sing-along aspect of it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this part of the story, they're trying to find their way through the Chamber of 32 Doors, which I still think is a ridiculous thing. There are hundreds of them, for God's sake and there are only 32 doors pick a door each pick a door each yeah you two you go through that door and you stand outside that door if he comes back through you know it's not that door easy it's not a hard concept (sighs) this is basic management But is that part of the lyrics? You see, the symbolism mm-hmm. in there, it's Lily White Lilith, he's blind, and she's the only one who can see through the puzzle to get through the door. That what the hell this is about. Uh, probably, yeah. You know, I've listened to this album so many times, and I've literally... I'm not <laughs> one of these deep people who sits there and goes through the lyrics and goes, hmm, this means such and such. I just listened to the damn album. Mm. And you cannot do that with this album. You know, there are so many poetic, visual... Uh, Layers of meaning. I was thinking bollocks. Mm. But, mm. Um, that too. But, you know, it just... It's one of those things where it's trying to create a vision of something and I'm just not deep enough to find that I see what you did there saying it trying to create a vision of something because it's about a blind lady no I wasn't doing that no. at all okay I thought you were um, trying to be clever no. but yeah but she, <laughs> me being <clever. laughs> but she's blind and she can see through the distractions and the disagreements that were raised in the chamber of 32 doors of all the different I'd rather trust a country man than a town man I'd rather trust a man who works with his hands all that but she can see through all of that yeah. because she's blind in the valley of what is it in the valley of the one legged man or something <laughs> the two legged man is the queen <laughs> that's yeah. the quote isn't something it arse kicking yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. anyway yeah um, but other than that good track yeah very, very passable track it's a good strong yeah. track and all the other who reference there yeah. she leads him through the chamber to the right way by sense of smell <laughs> my missus refuses to use a sense of smell around me not surprised yeah what are you drinking? Uh, the beer. I found it by the tree. What? was mine? You were busy eating the bark. I took the beer. Oh, so unfair. Hey, you're a vegetarian. I'm an alcoholic. Do you take what you need? It's not meat beer. It's an alcoholic. Not meat-tarian? Meat-tarian? Good one. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're educated, mate. Not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this starts off this, this side, original side of the vinyl, or second CD. Or side three. Yeah, it starts that off really, really strongly. It's a good track. It I, is. I, I, I know we've said that 500 times so far, but there's no way else to describe it. Yeah. It's a good, solid track. But, I mean, we are delirious from having had to run away from that spiny thing for the last... You're delirious. Years. I'm super fit, so, I mean, it was little, literally mm-hmm. jogging the park for me. Yeah, I think it's coming again. Look, I'll, I'll flex my abs for you. <laughs> They're superb. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I exercise almost <laughs> yearly. <laughs> 
But sadly, this great streak doesn't really continue, does it, on it this album? It does not. I mean, you know, we had side one and two, which was starting the story, telling it really strongly, mm-hmm. but some really good tracks. A couple of fillers, but... But on the whole, but they were listable. Mm-hmm. Now we get into the, should we have done a double album mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are, no, I'm not just going to any spoilers away at this point, but we're starting to see... <sighs> It's hard to call them fillers because they're probably musical interludes to denote the moving along of the story. Yes. But all they come across is weird, weird... Yeah, they're just weird. Yeah. And they're not even music. There's a couple on here where it's just sounds. Yeah, I mean, the very next track Yeah. And as a prime example. Yeah, um, and we'll play a little snippet of that for you now. Don't move. I think it's behind you again. Yeah. Oh, has it got its spikes out? Yes. For. I know, there's like a, a dentist's magazine there, Dentist's Weekly. It's from 1928. Just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's the waiting room. This was recorded live as a jam session. Yeah, well, I can't imagine you could write this. Um, no. it's just not, the thing is, it's not even interesting to listen to. It's not no. even a pleasant, you know, interlude. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to symbolise rail moving from the darkness of being underground into the light. When you bear that in mind, there's a section in the music where it suddenly starts to get up a te- bit more up-tempo, which is the him coming into the light. But it just goes on too long. Yeah, goes on too long and really isn't pleasant to listen to. No. It's, it's disjointed sound effects, if yeah. essentially. We've said before, there's not a lot of tracks in here you can mm. take out of context. And this is this is as far as you can get yeah. in that respect. Because you, you couldn't listen to this anywhere else. No, a live version of this called Evil Jam mm. was released as the B-side, I think, to Carpet Crawlers. Can't imagine anything more tedious. To can you honest. imagine listening to the Carpet Crawlers and think, oh, what a lovely song that was. What are the B-sides like? Oh my God, it's evil! <laughs> yeah. It'd be weird. But they played this live for goodness sake Why? as well. Why? <laughs> well, it's part of the, I know, but the whole but playing it, the album. It just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and you, you listen to it and you go, can we hurry up to the next track? Mm. That's all that goes through your mind. There's, it's not melodic enough for you to enjoy. Yeah. So all you think is, please move on to the next track. I think it's interesting from a musicianship point of view. Why? In that they're all playing really, really well. How do you know? Because it's, um, it's none of it's... Well, Real music, but they're, jam- they're jamming, they're, so they're playing it live as they're recording it, and it's all fitting together. Whether it's listenable or not isn't the matter, but they're playing off one another, so they know each other well enough that they can anticipate what each member is going to do next and follow it. So from a musicianship point of view, it's interesting, but it's a bit of a chore to But not to. for the listener, as such. Yeah. I mean, it's... Not really. 
I suppose you could say, as you say, as part of the story, yes, but as music, no. Yeah. But why did we need that musical interlude? We didn't, because we didn't... Because I, I only found out that it was about him moving from the darkness into the yeah. light by watching one of the documentaries on it's, the album. It's certainly not evident from mm. the story, whatever that is, that that's what's happening. Mm. So, I mean, you just assume that something's going on, but no idea what. Yeah. I think, from that point of view, I think this is the weakest track on the album. By far and away, yeah. Even though music, like I say, from a musician point of view, it's interesting. The weird thing is we've actually spent longer talking about it than it actually is. Is that right? Just about. So shall we move on to the next track, which is... Anyway. um, Anyway, yeah. Tell me about this one. I really like this one. This is one of my all-time favourite Genesis tracks. It reuses music from an old track they recorded for the Michael Jackson, the artist, documentary. Don't know if you remember mentioning that previously. No. They um, they reused the music from that and wrote new lyrics to it. the old one on the the box set it's in the first box set with the extra tracks um i think it's called manipulation um but the lyrics are just balls even more balls than this album um because it talks about somebody being covered in wire and being a madman scientist it's a bit weird even weirder than the lamelas down on broadway wow album so that's how weird it is. Well, you just explained to me that this this is basically about death. It's all about death, yeah. Mm. So, nice cheery little tune. It is a nice little tune. For saying it's all about death, it's really beautiful It is. Piece it's, of music. It's a it's good piece lovely. of... Uh, nice little keyboard yeah. uh, on it. We're back to keyboards, we're yeah. the guitars. Yep. Yeah. And, nice um, you know, this 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 feels more like a Genesis 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 track. Yeah. Um, because it's, again, keyboard-led. Mm-hmm. Um, nice lyrics. Peter yep. Gabriel singing beautifully again. And for me, the most obvious song to release as a single on the album. Yeah. But and it never got released. And we've moved away from the punk theme mm. that we were getting on side one and two. Yeah. When we say punk, you have to listen to the previous one where we were discussed that side one and two, basically more punky than we're used to with mm-hmm. Genesis. Yeah. Um, less spitting than, <laughs> than, than most punk, but, but you know, it's more staccato. Mm. 
music yeah. and vocal. Um, but this is old school Genesis. It's more, it you know, it's a song. But it literally is old school Genesis yeah. because they wrote it in 1971 for the documentary, the music at least. Yeah. Um, and just reused it. So, like I said, um, but yeah, I love this. Such a great track. It is. It, a, it, it is would, a good track. It would fit nicely out of context of the album as a song standalone being all about death he's a cheery fella isn't he Peter Gabriel <laughs> but then again I mean, we were saying last time that at this particular time in uh, Genesis history Peter Gabriel was not having the best no, time he was going through a lot of stuff personally mm-hmm. and he was starting to feel ostracised by the band yeah. because they weren't supporting him in the troubles he was having outside Maybe this is where some of this, some of these lyrics came from. It's quite probable. Because, I mean, he was having a, a particularly miserable time. Yeah, I mean, travelling back and forth between the hospital and recording and... Uh, yeah. It must have been really awful. Well, well, I mean, you on an average day, going to and from work, you know how draining that is. Oh, Imagine yeah. work, hospital, see your very ill wife. Yeah, and daughter. And daughter, and then going to work yeah. after that. I mean, it, mentally, it must have been exhausting. Yeah, so perhaps his mind was on death quite a lot at that point. As mine is, whenever yeah. you come round to talk about Genesis. It's got a lovely yeah. guitar solo as well in the middle. It has. I mean, I've got nothing wrong with this track. It's a good, solid mm. Genesis track. What do you think of um, Phil Collins' drumming on this track? Um, subdued. But he doesn't, don't you think he shows off his versatility with this? He's not it being does. really bombastic, but he's still being very... He is, he's still being interesting. Yeah. But he's not overshadowing. I mean, yeah. not that he does a lot... But it, you can hear his drums. Mm. He's made them an instrument himself now. This, he's going, I'm just going to do percussion on this. Mm. Nice and, and sedated, but fits beautifully. It's and good. as you say, it shows his versatility. It's, it's showing that they are playing as a team here, very much so. Yeah. Rather than trying to outdo each other. Exactly. Which, as we've seen on previous albums, they, they can yeah, vie for centre stage. Which is something that they have done before, yeah. like pushing each other out. Which, you know, kind of ultimately has led to Peter Gabriel leaving. Yeah. And later on, will lead to Steve Hackett leaving as well. Oh, spoilers! Spoilers! You're you're getting ahead of us now. Yeah, well, I I don't think you can spoil something that happened 40 years ago. Spoiler! We won the Second World War. Damn! I know you've been waiting. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching the world at war, going, who's going to win this? I thought, God, you know, based on England's football, we're bound to lose it. But Um, spoilers. Yeah. But we crack up football as well. Yeah. So, That's not a spoiler, is it? Not really. <laughs> so, if we move on, we're going to Here Come the Supernatural Anesthetists. <laughs> Where? Uh, ah. Not really. Ah. What the flipping heck? I don't know. How does this follow on from the last track? No idea. I don't. Um, I'm not sure what this is about. Hmm? Uh, if he wants you to snuff it, all he has to do is puff, puff it. it. What? what? <laughs> is he smoking? Is it, I don't the... know. I I thought it was about drugs. Well, you see, Peter Gabriel famously didn't do drugs. He didn't even really drink that much. I mean, he did this clear headed. So that's what I mean. It, it's wow! Like... <laughs> wow! <laughs> 
what the heck? But, hmm? Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, I don't know what this is about. This is, I thought it was about drugs. Well, it, it doesn't even really tie in with anyway, because if anyway's about death, and then at the end of that, Rail gets introduced to death, who it says is a woman, and then the supernatural anaesthetist's a man. What the heck? <laughs> What's going on? Don't know. To be honest, I, I, I got lost on side one, story-wise. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to figure out what this is about. I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm enjoying the album. It's like a crazy roller coaster where it starts off going up and down and loop the loop. Mm. And then suddenly it goes right up into the air really, really fast. And then there's no track. It just ends mm. and you float off into the air. Ooh, ooh. And then everything turns into rainbows and unicorns and you're floating around. Like last Saturday. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, like when you're when you're a kid mm. and you're in your bedroom and yeah. you've got the record player on. Yes. Yeah. Sat there and your head's going from side to For side. Our younger listeners, a record player is a device used to play a vinyl record. A vinyl record is a piece of plastic that contains grooves that has music on it. Plastic? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so you sat there grooving away to yourself, and mm. you're like three, four, and you're little shorties. Yeah. And your mother comes in and goes, "Oh, this is lovely. What's it about?" Yeah. Yeah, if somebody did that now, you'd just have to sit there and go, no idea. I have no, literally no idea. Well, Mummy, the track you came into was all about a man called Rail, and he's trapped in a weird landscape, and he's going to meet death, and he's deciding how he should die. And then this track is about another man called the supernatural anaesthetist, who's going to puff it. Turn that off! (laughs) You will never listen to records again in this household, my man! Yeah, pretty much. Here's Um, some Kylie Minogue. Listen to this and be happy with that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, really. I mean, and they let kids listen to this. I do mean, they? Well, I don't know. Do, kids, do, do the kids listen to this? Anyway, it, it's, it's an odd track. It's a nice track. It is weird. Very similar to the last track, musically. You know, mm. it's kind of old school genesis Yeah, I mean, Steve Hackett wrote most of the music for this track. Um, and to me, it sounds very much like his solo output. Never heard any of his songs. Well, you, sir, are in for a treat. Funny enough, I because did see not him live. All of it is crap. I went to see Steve Hackett live. Did you? Yeah, it was very good. He came on stage and he played a few songs, mm. and then he'd run around the stage, mm. do a couple of push-ups, yeah, do another track, and do the same again. Yeah. Very weird experience. He's a very fit man. He's a very strange man. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. But yeah. he did a lot of his solo stuff in this yeah. tour, and I just sat there blandly going, "Play something organic." Um, like um, I say, not a lot of his solo stuff is crap. Unlike some of the other members of Genesis. Who went on to do... Which I might talk about in a, a future thing. I can barely wait. But, but yeah, yeah. It, this does sound like a lot of his solo stuff. And I, I actually really like this track. It's a, um, it's a nice track. And it's, I, I it's, like the guitar is what I like about it. Yeah, but again, away from side one. Mm-hmm. Not at all punky. Um, this is kind of old school Genesis in its composition. Yeah, it is. Uh, very pleasant to listen to. No, it's bad. Can't really say much more than that, can you? Not really. Didn't make me want to pull my ears off. No, no, it did not. So, shall we move on to the next track? The next track is The Lamia. Each empty snake like body floats, silent sorrow in empty boats. A sickly sadness fills the room, the bitter harvest of a dying bloom. Looking for motion, I know I will not The curls now turning pale In which I'd lain entwined Oh, I'm your 
Your flesh that remains I will take as my food It is the scent of garlic That lingers on my chocolate fingers Speaking of wanting to pull your ears off mm. Not one of my favourite tracks ever Well I'm surprised to hear that Because this is a very very big favourite is it really Genesis fans but it just it's just dull it goes on and on and on it's one of the longest tracks on this side mm-hmm. if not the longest yeah it just babbles on and I, I don't find it uh, musically inspiring or lyrically inspiring I say it's a favourite of Genesis fans everywhere it's not my favourite particularly it's okay this is the most overt story song on this side of the album yeah it's all plot yeah. but there's no juice musically mm. it's not really a great musical track musically it reminds me a lot of Trespass really? Um, in the bits of Trespass that we didn't like yes the stagnation yeah. and dusk yeah. sort of oh yeah music styles yeah I mean it's alright I like yeah, but I compared like it to as the part rest, of the album but compared to the rest of the album it's dull musically yeah but I like it as part of the album because it's part of the story and it's bridging that part of the story to that part of the story but yeah as, as a song on its own I wouldn't ever listen to this individually no, the one thing about this album is although you know there have been good tracks bad tracks great tracks musically it's been interesting mm. nothing about this track is interesting mm. it's the dullest track on the album so yeah. far Again, Peter Gabriel didn't do drugs. Discuss. <laughs> As none of you should, <laughs> children. But discuss based on these lyrics. Yeah. I don't... Well, I don't think he should have been <laughs> led, left near them, to be honest. Um, if this is what he's like, sober, what's he like, stone? So, I mean, basically, this, this song, Rail meets up with weird lizard, snake, serpent things with women's faces. Yeah, we've all been there. Has sex with them. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> And then they start to eat him and die, so he eats their dead bodies. It's a hell of a Saturday night. Well, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) But what the hell? Yeah, seriously, seriously. Wait a minute, hell! Don't interrupt your hell. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't dream of it. Um, Yeah, what the heck? I mean, it's got some quite good lyrics in it. I like the line... It is the scent of garlic that lingers on my chocolate fingers. What? But I don't know what it means. But I, it, I don't think I want to know it what it kind means. Of, it, it rolls off the tongue very nicely. But it doesn't mean anything. It's weird. Yeah. Just weird. Just very weird. You know what, though? They should have got female vocalists to sing the Lamia parts. Yeah. But that, that works really well. On the Rewiring Genesis project, mm-hmm. which uh, was a re-recording of... The Hole of the Lamb was indeed by Nick Dervergilio him yeah which is excellent by the way if you can get hold of it very good um, and the, he he gets female vocalist on this and it works so well with the first drop of my blood in their veins their faces are convulsed in mortal pains the fairest cries we all I found the music disappointing on this, mm. this track. But it, then, when you get a musical, as in you go to a Broadway show and there's a musical, Cats, Cats, for example, Hamilton, which is a great one to check out, um, it has songs like this to advance the story. Yeah, but you're sat there in an audience watching a show. Yeah, we're listening to this on vinyl. Yeah, this does not grab my no, attention. But maybe they're thinking of it in terms of performance, it, it being performed. Because that was the no, you're quite correct. Because at this time they've been touring the hell out of. Everything. Yeah. So yeah, you just I come off a big tour of selling England by the pound. Yeah. And gone into the. They are, they are pretty so. much a performance band at this point, exactly. and an album band secondary. Yeah. And 
how far they come from not wanting to perform live at all. Yeah, considering that when they started, they just wanted to write stuff for other people to perform. Yeah. And now they've become a big performance band. Exactly. I mean, what was it, 100 and, uh, dates? Yeah, something ridiculous over the course of 18 months. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's mental by any band's yeah. standard. So maybe that's what they're thinking of this. But yeah, like you say, I mean, it is favourite of Genesis fans. Not my favourite. No, not on this But album. I don't dislike it. I kind of do. Whenever I listen to this, I, it's, it's another track that I just want to skip over mm. because it doesn't hold my attention. So, sadly, it's not one of my favourite tracks and it's never going to be. I mm. never skip any of the tracks on this album because if I'm listening well, to the album, I'm listening to the album. It's true. Like we said earlier, this is this is a... Although it's separate tracks, it's one album. Mm. You can't skip the tracks. Yep. Even though they seem tedious when played as one album, as they should be, it kind of makes sense mm. if I even knew what the sense was. <laughs> Makes sense to somebody. Yeah, but it flows as it is. But this one track sticks out like a sore thumb because it's musically uninteresting to me. So I listen to this and I get to this point and I think, God, hasn't this album finished yet? Because <laughs> this track is so tedious. I'm not going to argue with you like about Supper's Ready or anything because oh. I, I kind of half agree with you. And they called the police yeah, after that did, recording because yeah. we got into quite a fistfight there. I'm really sorry I smashed your car headlights. You will be. You really will be. And I left that poo under your fridge. I blame the dog for that. Sorry about that. It took me ages to get that stain out of the carpet. And then I left a fish in your lunchbox. I haven't found that. I'll check. Anyway, next track is going to be... Silent Sorrow in Empty Boats, which is what I've got. Silent Sorrow for leaving that fish in the basket. No, you haven't. No, don't care. Mm. There's like a great big bird or something. It keeps flapping about all over the place like it's looking for something. What's it looking for? I don't know. It keeps swooping it out. See, right. See that building over there? Yeah. Right. Right. The, the funny looking slipper men guys, right? They go into that building and then they come out with like a little tube and they're dancing around all happy like, but they don't look normal again. And then the raven swoops down and then they all look sad all of a sudden and they walk off. I went to a lot of parties like that in the 80s. Hmm. Well, what's going on in there? Don't know, but I wouldn't want us in that tube. Do you? Do you think it's a drink? I think it might Hang be. Hang on. Let me have a look. It's tequila, because it's got a worm in it. Yeah, yeah. It's like that tequila with worms in, I think. Yeah. We should go down there. We should. Let's go. Off we go. Yeah. Anything for a beer? Mm-hmm. I'm parched. Right, that was Silent Sorrow. Very short track. Yeah, a bit of musical filler. But mm-hmm. not as boring as the first musical filler. This was mm-hmm. kind of um, you could see this was this was suggesting going somewhere yeah. or pausing. Yeah. But it was interesting, unlike the jazzy yeah. stylings of the earlier musical interviews. What have you got against jazz, young man? Nothing apart from the fact that it's jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't mind a bit of jazz, um, but not on my Genesis. Yeah, don't like you don't, don't like jazz on your Genesis. I don't like jazz on my Genesis. Like I don't like Marmite on my toast. Oh, nobody likes Marmite on anything, surely. No, that's true. No, I do actually like Marmite. 
What? A little bit, tiny bit. Once, once a decade, I will have my mind. It's made up of ground up plasters and brown sauce. That's the nice things that it's made up of. You mm. don't want to know about the rest of it. Disgusting. Uh, Too much a bit of art. I would say it's not for vegans, but I don't think anybody knows entirely what's in it. It's probably not for vegans. It's probably made of vegans. It's probably made of vegans. Mm. Anyway, what's that got to do with Genesis? Nothing at all. <laughs> so this track, interesting musical interlude. Yeah, it's a little gentle filler between tracks. This would have ended the first side of this vinyl album, so side three. Um, Odd place to leave it. Mm. Um, this is this would be great between two tracks of a side. Yes. But as a sort of outro to a side, bit of an odd one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it actually works better on the CD because that's exactly what it does, connects yeah. the two tracks together. Yeah. Well, what does this lead us on to? It leads us to the colony of Slipper Men. Oh. Baba I wander lonely as a cloud Till I came upon this dirty street I've never seen a stranger crowd Summer diggers on squeaking feet Continually facing With nonchalant embracing Each harvest disgracing One facing the moves to say hello Covered in slimy lumps With lips that slide across each chin His twisted limbs like rubber stumps A waved in welcome Say please join in My grit must be flipping Cause his handshake keeps slipping My hopes keep on dipping And his lips keep on smiling all the time Here, isn't it? Why, why are all these people wearing slippers? I don't know, but I'm going to get me a pair. They look fab. They're great, aren't they? Um, I was just talking. There's like some snake woman back there. Um, she wanted me to get in the pool with her, but it looked a bit unsanitary, to be honest. I'd go for it. Yeah. Do you think? She, she looked hot. Mm, well, I don't know. She's a snake with a woman's head. Aren't they all? Probably. Anyway, so have you ever referred to your penis as a windscreen wiper? No, but I've often used it as one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. ignoring that for a second, is what? that what this is about? Um, partly, yeah. This is another weird one, isn't it? God, I'm glad I don't know what these songs are about. I've never listened to this album again. We like you have tasted love. Great. You want a sweet tea? That's what it's about. Really? Yeah, it's about pervs. They've all shagged the lamia. We've all shagged the lamia. Been eaten a little bit by the lamia. And then eaten the Lamia's dead bodies, and they've turned into slipper men. Friday night. Which is, you know, that's kind of, it's a euphemism, is it? Because like, when you're young, you go out drinking a lot and getting on with the ladies. Then you turn 10. Then you turn, <laughs> then you turn 40, middle-aged, and you start wearing slippers, and so you're a slipper man. 
that's probably not what it's about at all. But is that what it's about? Because, because to be honest, I, I really don't know. However, mm. I will say this is one of my favourite tracks on the album. I love this track. The weird little sort of almost Oriental stylies mm. music yeah. at the beginning. At the start, yeah, that's it's, good. That it's quite interesting. That but seems to be playing a lot around here anyway. Yeah, I think we must be trapped somewhere near the colony of Slipperman. I've not seen any Lamia though, have you? Christ no, which is a shame. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love this track though. It's got a great tune. It's it a, does. It's a really good. Considering that some of the tracks we've had on here which have been about death, mm-hmm. various other things, we've had mm-hmm. two relatively boring tracks, yeah. and now we're on to a boppy track. Yeah. This is a really happy boppy track, despite the lyrics. Exactly, a really happy boppy track in which the main character has his penis cut off. Yeah! <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah! 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 Don't delay, dock the dick. Indeed. <laughs> um, um, why did he have that done? Um, because he's turned into a weird kind of slipper man, which is a bulbous... Like the elephant man. He's like that, and the only cure is to have your knob chopped off. What is the name of his doctor? Dr. Diaper. Dr. Diaper, Reform Sniper. If my doctor says, you know, I know you've got this uh, little bit of a problem, but a couple of headaches you're getting now, I think we should drop your dick off. I would be at least asking for a second opinion on that. Listen, Gary, I am your doctor. You've got a headache. You've had a headache for a while. I'm going to chop off your penis and it will save the problem. I'll stick with the headache. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dr. Diaper. I don't think that's necessary. Mm. Can you not just prescribe me some paracetamol or something? Yeah. Let's let's go with the lesser thing first. Yeah. Yeah. What did... A choppy thing later if it gets particularly bad, but for now we'll try the aspirin. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this weird doctor who's been struck off apparently, as he should be, if he's <laughs> going around chopping people's unmentionables he's off, he's been struck off, and now he wants to strike something else off. Yeah, you know when you, quack, you're right. when you say this, it's it's slightly less boppy. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like this track. Ignoring the lyrics, mm. you feel good listening to this track. It's mm. a good light track. It becomes really frantic and kind of like a chase. Yeah. Towards the end as well, which is, which it, which it is, is probably being chased. Which it is. Somebody chopping his. Oh, and look, who's this? Who's got here first? It's John again. Oh, he's always there before Rail. And he doesn't want to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to him, do anything. What an idiot again! I'm still convinced this is sort of a multiple personality story. Mm, we're talking about. John's lost his dick. He's still a dick himself, though, isn't he? Completely utterly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 I don't care. You've lost your dick. Don't care that giant raven swooped down and stole your dick that was in a tube round your neck and is flying away with it. Got my dick. Don't care. Talk to the hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing. Because <laughs> my hand is not going to be doing anything else. <laughs> I'm going to talk to it because I can't do anything else with it. Worst brother ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, You can talk about sibling rivalry, but, you know, when you start chopping dicks off, it's gone too far. What about that raven? Do you think the raven, like, deliberately look for people who've just had their penis pickled? That's a very particular raven. And swoop down and steal it? Or is he just, like, is it opportunist? Is it an opportunist raven? Maybe it's just a git. Swooping around. Yes. 
Down and the other's like, oh shit, my dick is gone. You see, the sad thing is, people listen to this because mm. only hear the voice. Yeah. I get to see you doing the actions yeah. that go with the voice exactly. as well. They're, They're missing, missing a whole whole yeah. thing here. We should do a video podcast. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. Then people would see how truly ugly and <laughs> deformed we are. Don't be alarmed at what you see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, shall we move along? Well, yeah. Well, obviously, the conclusion to the story here is that Rail loses his dick in the river, which leads on to the ravine. Yeah. could murder a beer. There's no beer in this weird landscape. <sighs> Do you remember we tried drinking that dew that smelt like beer that was collecting in that plant? That wasn't dew, that was me from last night. Oh. Nice though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was alright, a bit salty. I've drunk worse. Mm. So the ravine, another musical interlude. Yeah, very spooky bit of music, that's about it really. Very short though. Yeah, about a minute long. Yeah, like nothing else to say about this. No, spit bit atmosphere. Wib- bit wibbly wobbly. Yeah. But again, another musical interlude on this album. Mm. We already had, we basically just had just over one side, and this is our third or fourth musical Yeah, why don't we compare this to the first vinyl album. First side. First CD. First two sides. First two sides of the vinyl mm-hmm. album. There's not really much musical interludes No, there's on no there. packing there. This is a lot more packing, yeah. we're seeing. So Even though it's supposed to, as you said earlier, denote the moving along of things, mm. it's an empty portion of music. Yeah. And some of them are only good music. This doesn't even class as music. I don't think you could edit out these bits to make the album into one single vinyl album. No, it might feel... CD. could possibly feel rushed, though. Exactly, because then you'd be losing out on some good stuff from the first half, or some stuff from the second half that's, that's really good. You'd have to edit out quite a bit, but yeah, you don't really need this bit of music, although it's fairly good, actually. Innocuous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of spooky atmosphere to indicate... That Scooby-Doo's coming along? Pickled penis floating down a river, I guess. Well, here's an image that's not leading me quickly. But it goes straight into The Light Dies Down on Broadway. Yeah. But as the skylight beckons him to leave He hears a scream from far below Within the raging water Rives the form of Brother John He cries for help The gate is fading now but open 
which was the track on the album that the lyrics were finished by Tony and Mike because Peter didn't have time to finish it. Now this uh, this track I find a little odd because it feels like the end of the album musically and the way the lyrics are done and the way we get Rail's theme coming mm-hmm. back into the music. Yep. It feels like this is the conclusion. Yeah. All the way while you listen to this, you go, oh, this must be the end of the album. Yeah. It all seems to sum up, even though lyrically the story doesn't end. And I think mm. if they had finished it here, you'd be going, huh? Mm. Not that you're not going, huh? Uh, anyway. Spoilers. Yeah. But <laughs> this just feels like it should have been the end of the album. It, yeah. Musically, it feels like a crescendo. Is that yeah. the right word? A crescendo, yeah, probably. If you think about it, these lyrics make sense. Yeah, for the first time. And they're not written by Peter Gabriel. So perhaps that's why they make sense. Perhaps that's why it sounds like the end of the album, because they're like oh is this the end of the album then yeah great we get to finish it off down the pub yeah and then there was like three more tracks after this that um, that was the weird thing when I was listening to this you know for not even the first time but you you listen to this and you go this is the end of the album it just feels Mm. musically like an end you could I don't know if you've listened to it for a long time or not but Marillion's Brave they had on on the fourth side of the vinyl had two grooves and one did the album that was the story and concluding with the girl killing herself and the other groove was one track which was the happy ending and then another 10 minutes of atmospheric landscape so they could have done that on this album Monty Python's matching hind yes. tie and handkerchief did exactly the same yeah. thing that threw me first time I heard that because I thought that was a very short side yeah exactly but they could have played with things I don't I suppose the Monty Python would have been about the time this came out as well probably, yeah, probably a couple of years yeah. um, so they probably had the technology to do it then so if they'd have wanted to I suppose they could have finished the album here with a happy ending for Rail saying yeah forget about it I'm getting out of here you can die John you didn't help me at all I'm yeah. getting out of it which would have been an ending of sorts yeah exactly you know Rail decides he's going to help John after John has done nothing but been be horrible dick. to him been a dick to him <laughs> all the way through well actually no John hasn't because John hasn't interacted with him no he did during the Colony Slipperman yeah. yeah but that's the only time we've seen him interact yeah. every other time he's kind of ignored him yeah just left him to it yeah oh, or... he's left in a cage mm. okay like you're talking to your reflection ah. which is why you see I've always Maybe. thought it was that kind of thing where we are talking it's like those old films where they go I was talking to thingy and then everybody goes but he died 14 <laughs> years ago that kind of thing yeah. it just feels like that to me that we're talking about two sides of the same personality who will never meet a bit like Fight Club never seen Fight Club spoilers um, anyway <laughs> this track I really like the music on this track as well I think it's really nice yeah it's, it's good I say it, it feels like an ending because we've got the rep Petition mm. of the rail thing. That's why, to me, this just felt like it should have been the end. Yeah, I mean, Phil and Mike are really complimenting each other really well on this track as well. Yeah, again, we're back to the fact that none of them are vying for supremacy mm. musically. It's a nice track. Yeah, definitely. I like it. I like it. I like it as well. Mm. It's good. And this, but this is, as I say, there's three more tracks to go yet. Yeah, yeah which, which is a surprise when you listen to it because you just go, oh, what a nice end. There's more. He's going to get out. There's a, a gateway for him to get out. Hooray! And, oh no, he's not going out through the door. What? So that leads us on to... Riding the Scream. Here I go. 
You know how we said that they will be playing nicely together mm. for once? Now suddenly we've got what, what is basically a synthesizer solo. Is it synthesizer or is it guitar? I can't tell. Synthesizer. Is it? Or synthesizer guitar. Or guitar synthesizer. Guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's musical. Yeah. Um, predominantly a musical interlude mm. with a bit of lyrics thrown at the end. Yeah. I quite like this track. Mm. You know, it fits. I say fits. I was hoping the last track, not hoping because that's not terrible, <laughs> but the last track should have been the last track. Mm-hmm. Now we're into this. Yeah. The story's going off, as we say, in a different direction now. We thought it was ending with, with Rail getting mm-hmm. out. And now, suddenly, he's taken the left turn. He's, he's trying to save John now. Musically, this track really gives you the impression of him trying to slide down the, you know, the screen, trying to scramble down to get to John in the river, and it, it really gives the impression of running or sliding. But the character of Rail now is a completely different character from the start yeah. of the like story. Do we like him now? Well, he's, 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 we're a... showing a different side of Rail. Mm. Suddenly, instead of this self-obsessed, self-absorbed mm. character that we've seen since part yeah, one, that's a good point. he's now sacrificing himself, yep. or attempting to, to save his brother, John, whoever we mean by brother. Fig- figuratively, literally brother? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. This person who he considers a brother, mm-hmm. who's ignored him all the way through, and he's now preparing to put his life on the line to save him. Yeah. Which is not something you'd have expected from Rail at the beginning of this, no, that's this true. I mean, story. Cer- certainly not from the back in New York City. No, where he was a where was a gangbang. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, you're right there. Actually, um, he's this is his journey, isn't it? He's suddenly realised how self-obsessed he's become, and realised that there are bigger things, more important things in life than having a dick. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can't see yeah, his no, point to be honest. But if you think in, back in New York City, he was talking about being you know raping. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, you know, it was gang typical what we consider gang culture. Yeah, exactly. And so, now we've we suddenly thrust have thrust upon us mm. a he's dickless been, character he's been literally castrated yeah and now he's found the essence of himself he's become a better person for it he's prepared to put his life down on the line yep. to save somebody who has been effectively avoiding him the whole yeah. story well, if not actively doing, working against him working against him yeah. yeah yeah that's a good point actually because that is Rail's journey yeah. Rail's coming to the end of that journey yeah by scrambling down a slope to dive into a river to save his brother. Just to say you've got to lose your dick to complete that journey. Yeah, perhaps that's the path to enlightenment. I don't think I'd take that journey. I think no. I'd take the bus. I'd rather be ignorant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I can imagine this music, not obviously the lyrics, but the music being used in a skiing programme for the opening music as they ski down the hill. Can you yeah. imagine that? No. Maybe in the 70s? No. No? Okay, fair uh, But lots of American pop culture references again. Is there? Yeah. Which ones? Which evil Knievel. Yes, I spotted yeah. Evil Knievel. What else did I miss? I don't know. That's probably it. Yeah. So they're just the ones? Just the ones. Good. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm glad I brought that up too. <laughs> yeah, okay. So moving, moving ever so swiftly along to In the Rapids. Yeah, so he's dived into the river. <sighs> Brave move. Mm. Striking out to reach you. I can't get through to the other side When you're racing in the rapids There's only one way That's to ride Taken down, taken down By the undertow I'm spiraled down the riverbed My fire is burning low
So he's made it to the river then? He has, he has. He's swimming along, he's trying to save John. And he's reflecting on his journey so far as he tries to rescue his brother. Yeah, it, I mean, this starts off again as almost another musical interlude. It is, very calm, isn't it? Yeah, the very. Fact, uh, very. He's floating down the river and trying to... And then the lyrics come in and it starts telling the story of him jumping into the river, trying to find John as they're going through the rapids, or he's standing there waiting for John to drift by. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're seeing inside a rail that we weren't expecting inside one. Yeah. He's now actively searching for John. And then we get to the point where they're tumbling down this rapid. Yeah. He's waiting for John. They're almost blending into one as they're going down the mm-hmm. rapid. And we get right to the end yeah. where he's found John. Mm-hmm. But it's not John's face, it's his. Yes. He's finally come to terms. This is why I've always thought that this was like a split personality, a good side of a bad side of a person. And he's finally come to terms with both sides of himself Mm -hmm. and come together as a whole person. This whole journey was about him essentially finding himself, growing up Mm -hmm. and becoming a whole individual. You might be right. I may be totally wrong. Maybe. Probably. But, but, I mean, it makes sense. It's like there's no one in the lyrics. There's no one. So No one. One, one. So it's it's him. It's It's always been him all the way along. So wait a minute. Does that mean that you and I are the same person? God, no. And to accept that, we've got to merge into one. If you start merging with me, there's going to be fisticuffs. (laughs) Just so you know, we are nothing alike. But how are we going to get out of here then? I think we'd best come to terms with the fact that we're trapped here. Yeah. In this weird, weird place. And the only way out is to go through the last track. The last track on the album. Which is? It. Yes, what is it? It's it. What's it? It's it. It. It's it. 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 Stop saying it. It. I'm gonna hit you. Hit I'm gonna hit you.
that doesn't finish the story off in any meaningful way. No, it's a, it's a happy, skippy little tune. It sounds yeah. like he's skipping down the road with whatever he's decided or discovered. Yeah. How does that end the story? I don't know. I love this track. Yeah. Don't a, get me wrong. It's, I think it's a brilliant. Nice, it's a nice bouncy track to end on. Yeah. It's an uplifting track. Yeah. It's a great ending to the album. But to it the story? It's a story. No. What happened to Rail? I don't know. Because at the end of, as we said, the last track, we were kind of... This always... isn't helping us get out of here at all. No, but we were kind of getting the idea that everything was coming together. Yeah. Rail had found himself, or if that's what this was about, or had found John, or yeah. or there wasn't a John, and mm. it was just him grabbing himself. <laughs> or, uh, he can't grab himself. Well, they can't, no, no, because the bird... The doctor's with his Indeed. What? What is this track? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. It's a nice ending to the album. Yeah. Bouncy, fun, doesn't end the story. Certainly doesn't end it definitively. No. It kind of mentions the story and mm-hmm. it does go through various ramifications of what's going on. It tells you what it is. Yeah, but not what, what it, it was. Is. What was the story? Who knows? And it's not, this is not a full stop for this album. It's almost like a to be continued next week. It is. This this track, sort of, it's a good track. It's a good track to end on, but it doesn't end the story. It doesn't all. end the story. No. Not in the slightest. But no. it is great. I really, really like it. Everything, the whole band deliver brilliantly on this track. Yeah, and the fact that it's, it is so energetic, you do get the feeling musically that you come to the end of the story. And lyrically, it's very clever as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's cocktails on the roof, you know. It's hope for the dope when he rides a horse without the hoof. Doesn't make any sense, but it's clever. Very clever. But again, doesn't relate to the story in any way. No, it all makes sense. I think it's a great last track, musically. Leaves you on a record. I would have liked a track explaining what actually happened to Ray. I would like to book explaining Right, so that was the end of the album. Yep, and that's it. Peter Gabriel, he's gone. He's out of here. He's history. He's history. He can't seem to dust. But you have to say, what a history so far. Yes, with this lineup, you have Nursery Crime, Foxtrot, Selling England, The Lamb, Fourth, flaming good albums, mm. and two other albums before that, which were all right. I think the only thing to do now is discuss what we thought of this whole album, both <laughs> sides. Do you think that will get us out of this terrible phase? And back to the pub. Yes, I went to bring the pub again. We can leave that. Yes. stayed together they would have done I don't think I could take another album like The this. Lamb continues to lie down yeah, you know if, if they'd done a Lamb 2 mm. I don't think I could have listened to it <laughs> because as much fun as this album is do you, do you think it's safe to come out from under this bush now no I think it's still around anyway so that was the whole of The Lamb Lies Down what do you think Good album. I don't want to start a fist fight. Good. 
This is Supper's Ready all over again, isn't it? Kind of. <laughs> I, I, don't you know I like this album. Yeah. It's not one I play very often, though. Mm. Purely because, as we said, you can't dip in and out of it. You can't listen to side one and then go out with a beer for a no, beer. that's true. You've got to listen to it all the way through. And it's four sides, mm. or two CDs, or one MP3, long MP3, <laughs> or whatever format yeah. you want. It's a long time to, to donate to just listening to one thing. Yeah. It's a little hit and miss musically. Mm-hmm. First two sides, it's certainly... As we said, kind of punky, kind of you know, urgent yep. music. Second two sides, a different kind of music. It's almost two different albums, mm. even though the theme is is across both of them. It's kind of like the first two sides, the first CD is the Peter Gabriel stuff, and this is given as an indication of where Peter Gabriel is going to go in his solo career. I know. Whereas the second CD, the sides three and four of the vinyl, are more like traditional Genesis. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that. And I think you're probably right there. Mm. Um, but again, as I say, as an album as a whole, I find this enjoyable to listen to. Mm-hmm. But because it is one long story, it's just something I'm not prepared to listen to mm. regularly. See, I think it's very coherent as an album. Much more coherent than any of the other albums. Just because it's telling a story, as nonsense as that story might be, but it's telling a story. And it does have a start and it does have an end even if the end isn't what you expect it to be and doesn't really explain anything. Or the start, for that matter. Or the start, it ends. And so from that point of view, I, I find it enjoyable to listen to as a whole piece. But the story itself is so incomprehensible. It is. At the end of it, you're not entirely sure what you've listened to. No, but I think the music makes up for that. I, I, I can ignore the fact that the lyrics are mostly unfathomable <laughs> because I enjoy the music so much. But does that mean... That it fails as a concept album when you can't understand the concept. Does "Close to the Edge" by Yes fail as a track because the lyrics are nonsense? <sighs> I really don't know how to answer that because Yes is a different kind of band. Yeah, their lyrics and their songs are always geared around the fact that John Anderson used his voice as another instrument. Mm-hmm. They never intended the lyrics to make sense. Maybe Peter Gabriel never intended his lyrics to make sense. But the, but this, this this is a concept <laughs> album. But yeah, he is telling a story. So. The concept can't be the music because it's so disjointed mm. from you know all the sides. There's no thread all the way through apart from Rail's theme, which yep. we see at the beginning at the end. But then, as we've said, Rail does have a story arc. He starts off as a selfish punk kid and ends up selflessly saving his brother who's treated him nothing but badly all the way through the story and or then, then again saving himself, himself. which yes. is still him being egotistical yeah well yeah I suppose I prefer your, your I prefer the fact that he's saving John to save himself yeah he's being altruistic mm. even though he doesn't realise it's need. saving himself yeah yeah, that's probably the, what the story is. It's just a shame that yeah. we know the beginning and we know the end, mm. but the middle is gibberish. But to quote Marillion, happiness is the road. It's the journey. Life is the journey, and that's that's where you get your happiness. If you spend your whole life working towards something and excluding everything else and working towards that goal, you're missing out on life. So where's the happiness? Happiness is the journey. That's not true when you're going on holiday, obviously, because obviously the destination is, is the happy bit. The journey, like driving to Cornwall or something for nine hours, that's not happiness at all. That's a pain in the ass. I like the journey. But there you go then. <laughs> so this story, it's the journey that's the enjoyable thing. 
this, you start off with The Land Lies Down Broadway, then you end with it, and you have an enjoyable journey getting it. Yeah, I see what you get, where you're coming from. Yeah. And you're correct in so many ways, but wrong in most of them. Yeah, it's not true. I mean, I, I'm not sure that this does work as a concept album, purely because the concept is so fuzzy. It was the 70s. But he wasn't doing drugs. He's got no excuse. No, that's true. So I, I'm not sure that this works as a concept album. Purely because the story is almost incomprehensible. Obviously, we mentioned this in the first episode of this two-parter, that the film has often been touted about this, and that would just be... Gibberish. You wouldn't... It'd be on. Yeah. As we said before. It it would be... You couldn't... I don't think there's any way of taking this story and turning it into a coherent narrative. Have you ever seen the film Eraserhead? Um, no, I don't think I have. This would be along those lines. David Lynch, though, isn't it? Yes, but it's disturbing to Mm. watch. Because it's 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 very much visual scenes. Mm. There is a story, I'm led to believe, <laughs> but it was very upsetting to watch yeah. because the imagery used was so stark mm. and I can't help thinking that any version of this story would have to go along the same lines. Yeah. There is no version of this story where it would be pleasant to watch. Mm. Peter Gabriel was very influenced by a film called El Topo by Alejandro Jodorowsky. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but famous film I get. I've never heard it, so I've seen the film. Never seen the film, but I imagine it was really, really weird if it's influenced this. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what did you think? Did you think this worked as a as a as an album? As as a as a theme? I think it works as an album. I couldn't 100% say it works as a story because I don't think it does. Have you ever tried reading the actual story? Yeah, it, it doesn't. Even on the album, it doesn't make that much more sense. Absolute gibberish. Yeah. Again. It's virtually unreadable, I think. Um, but as an album, I think it works really well because it flows. And musically? Musically, it flows. And it's telling a story, and the story is gibberish, but then so much storytelling is gibberish anyway. Yeah, I mean, as, you, as you're quite right in saying, the music's very good. The singing's very good. If you listen to it as a noise, it's relatively pleasant. It's only when you start trying to dig into it that it becomes a difficult concept to grasp. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I think we're being unusual in our listening at this point because we're trying to analyse it a bit more. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Yeah, but if you were listening to this album just in your headphones walking to the pub, you wouldn't be sitting there going, ooh, that's a very interesting little lyrical tick there from Peter Gabriel. No. You'd just listen to it. But then again, that is what we've been doing through these albums. Hmm. We've not gone deep on any of these yeah. albums because neither of us are deep. Yeah. Um, we're just reviewing this. Shallow as it. Very, very. In fact, I am one of the shallowest people I know. Um, I'm so shallow, I don't even get my ankles. Right. Yeah, we're, we're looking at these albums mm. just as a listener. Yeah. Would we like to sit down and listen to this? That's the question we've been trying to answer. Yeah. We've not gone deep. We've not said what the various songs are about. Yeah. We've kind of delved a little bit into that. Mm-hmm. But it's basically about have we enjoyed it? Yeah. Is this an enjoyable band to listen to? Yeah. Based on that. Mm-hmm. Looking at this album, yeah. what do you think? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, I did. It's a, yeah. it's a nice album. Yeah. So it's got peaks and troughs, like other Genesis albums, as we've discussed before. So if we go back almost to the beginning, talk about Trespass, mm-hmm. um, which is their first prog album, really. You know, we liked some of the tracks on there, we disliked some of the other tracks. We enjoyed the album as a whole. Mm. And I think this is the same. Um, I think every album has been like this. It's had some great tracks, it's had some not so great tracks. But when you take the album as a whole, do you enjoy the album? What would you say is the definition of progressive rock? And See, that is a different, difficult one, because there are so many bands at mm. this point who are going down the progressive rock mm. track. 
You've got um, you've got yes. You have King Crimson. Yep. Various other bands, all at this time, mm-hmm. all trying new stuff with the new instruments that are coming yeah. out. Genesis have been doing that up to this point. They've, mm-hmm. they've developed and grown. And then we've got to this album, mm-hmm. which is a very, considering specifically sides one, two, and three, mm-hmm. is a vast shift in what they've been trying to do so mm-hmm. far. They've now gone into a different style of music. Yeah, shorter it's, songs. Shorter songs. As we said, almost punky mm-hmm. in its deliverance yep. on some of them. Are we still in the prog rock genre? Well, yeah. Prog rock isn't a me anyway. is isn't necessarily about the type of music that's being played. It's more about whether the music is changing to fit. This album is changing all the way through. Yeah. So take a more modern band, say Muse. If you listen to Muse's first album, it sounds vastly different to their latest album. Yes, it's good. Yeah, well... That's another debate for a, a whole other series of podcasts. Um, but they've changed their style across the course of their albums, so they don't sound exactly the same. They're still recognisably Muse, but their musical style has shifted. You take Yes, or even King Crimson, over the same number of albums as Genesis have done here. And the first album sounds very similar to the last album. So we're probably talking, King Crimson terms, we're probably talking... Um, Court of the Crimson King to Lark's Tongues in Aspect, which are both very good albums, but very, very similar in the musical style. Yeah. Yes, we're talking, say, the Yes album to Tales from Topographic Oceans. And although those two albums are very different, Close to the Edge and Tales from Topographic Oceans aren't very different. Hmm. The Yes album and Fragile aren't so different, really. So they're not really making the vast leaps across. No. But this is a vast leap from what they've done exactly. previously. So this is a vast leap. So... Genesis Revelation to Trespass is a huge Trespass to Nursery Crime is a step not so much a leap but then you've got Nursery Crime to Box Drop and you've got things like Supper's Ready and that's a real progression of styles um, and then you've got obviously you've got Fox Drop to sell in England and they've gone back a step almost but they don't want to do the same thing again so they've not done any long tracks like Supper's Ready but then sell in England to the Lamb it's well, a huge leap so my original question of is this progressive mm. rock should actually have been is this not the idealisation mm. of progressive rock because they have changed they've said we're this mm-hmm. we're now doing that they've progressed they've, they've moved on but they've moved on in such a phenomenal yeah, I mean, way compared to what they've done I mean, through previous. We're, we're, you know, we're five years since the release of their first album at this point. Six years since the release of their first single. Six years. They're still in their mid, tw- their early twenties at yeah, this point. Yeah, exactly. So there's six years gap, and they've gone from point A from Genesis Revelation to the Lamb in six years. You, there's not many other bands that would make such a huge change in that short time. No. But you have to take into account that not only has the band progressed, but they've been through so much in mm. that small amount of time. So they've gone change. from, in six years, kids in a school, yep. to having toured most of the world in a time mm-hmm. when travelling around the world was almost unheard of. Yeah. It was so expensive. And they spent only the ex- exclusively rich travelled to the States and they've toured the States exactly and they've spent a lot of that time on the road touring when they originally started off as not wanting to play live at all but what does that kind of experience at such a young age do mm. to your brain I can't imagine what I would have been like mm. if at 19 I'd have you know travelled halfway around the world yeah. and left my home my family my life mm. for 10 months at a time to do a European tour I mean and they had no money at this point either. yeah I mean, I mean <laughs> those experiences must change you drastically mm. and that shows in their music it does because it, every album we've seen so far has been a progression mm. until we get to here mm. which is a giant leap out into the dark yeah. it's a massive gamble for them they've never done a double album mm-hmm. before 
this is their second themed album, yep. but it's their first real themed album, yep. because the first album was kind of a themed album, but with other tracks yeah, running. This is solidly yep. themed. Yep. They're now, they're literally out on a limb with this. Mm-hmm. They don't know how it's going to be received, don't know where they're going to go from here, and the band's starting to fall apart. Yeah. Where would your mind be at this point on this? And you, when you think about that, you can understand why some of the lyrics and storytelling in this seems muddled, confused, yeah. not in a bad way, but in a way that maybe only they at this time can understand. Mm. The rest of us haven't had their experiences, yeah. haven't had their outlook on life at this point. Yeah. And we probably couldn't understand the story. It probably makes sense to them mm-hmm. because they're drawing on experiences that we not even, can't even yeah. comprehend. I mean, and none of them are writers. You know, none of them have ever claimed to be writers. Peter Gabriel was the closest because he wanted to go into film school. Yeah. But he even he is more of a visual-based artist than a word-based artist. And apart from writing lyrics, they're not writers. So to expect them to write a coherent story at this point, probably asking a bit too much. At what, 22? Yeah, exactly. Probably at this point? Exactly, yeah. 20, uh, no later than 24, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they'd probably be, yeah, 20, 22, 23. So yeah, to expect them to write a coherent story and then turn it into music, it's probably asking a bit too much, but they do a great job, I think. I don't think I was personally coherent through most of my 20s. I'm still not coherent. No, I'll vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody's listened to our earlier podcast, they'll understand that neither of us are particularly <laughs> coherent. And if you'd heard any of the outtakes that we'd done, yeah. you'd know how 15 hours it takes to, to record one of these, and Simon diligently edits it down to about an hour. And <laughs> the amount of gibberish he cuts out is quite phenomenal. That's why I'm not really all there anymore. No, because you you literally get no <laughs> sleep these days, do you? You're just, just editing this. That's true. Um, but yeah, story aside, yeah. album aside... That's everything aside. Is it a fitting end to the Peter Gabriel era of Genesis? Oh, good question. Um, no, I don't think it is. Would you like one more album from him? I think... Because this is not Genesis. Mm. This is a standalone thing. I don't think it fits as an end to Peter Gabriel's Genesis mm. because it's not. This this is almost like a separate band. Yeah. It's a, it's so unique compared to what they've done before and what they will do after mm-hmm. that I think it has to be considered as an item on its own. The last album was the end mm. of Peter Gabriel's Genesis as far as I'm concerned. So Selling England is... Yeah, great album. Mm-hmm. Good one to go out on. Yeah. This is like they sat down and went, you know, just one more for old time's sake <laughs> and we'll do something really bizarre. Yeah. Because it is a standalone item. I don't think it doesn't it doesn't equate to what they've done before or what they will do after. But if the band had completely broken up after Peter Gabriel left, would you be happy with this as a body of work? From Genesis to Revelations to The Lamb, that's their albums. Would you think that would be... No. That would be a solid body of work. I don't think so, because this one will stick out like a sore thumb. Mm. It's just so odd in relation to the other albums. Yeah. It's it's like, as we've said before, we've seen the progression of the band over the last five albums. Mm. And it's been a slow progression in the fact that they've improved on their albums as they've gone along. And then this one is like 15 albums ahead mm. of the last album. Yeah. You'd, you would, if you listen to this as a group of albums, you'd go, wow, where's the four albums that are missing between these two? <laughs> because the, they, they are so radically. Yeah. Different in, in approach, in performance, yeah. and in in style. Yeah, I mean, certainly you would assume England. there were some missing albums. Yeah, certainly said in England and the Lamb are starkly different. Yeah. So no, I don't think this is a good finale for the 
Peter Gabriel Genesis because I think we heard that with the last album. Mm. This, I think, should be considered as an of its own. So would you say this is more of a, a coda, an epilogue to the Peter Gabriel era? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It is It is like an epilogue, an afterthought, yeah. um, rather than a continuation of. Mm. What do you think? Well, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, because I think it does sound like more like a Peter Gabriel solo project. Yeah. than a Genesis album. And I think the fact that Trick of the Tale, which comes after, goes very much back to the traditional Genesis sound of Selling England and Fox It does, Rock. it does indeed, yeah. I think that is more of an indication of what the band wanted to do. And perhaps Peter Gabriel leaving at that point was a good thing. Do you think Peter Gabriel was the one pushing this album along? I think so. I think one of two things would have happened if he'd stayed with the band. I think he'd have pushed them more to change so that they sounded more like how his solo stuff came out. Or they would have gone back to the traditional Genesis style and everybody would have hated it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I just wonder if, if they had stopped together at this point. If they had gone down this road they were on now. Because obviously this is neither Peter Gabriel nor Genesis. It's something where they both want to change and they've ended up with this weird cacophony of sounds. Mm. Would this weirdness have carried on to any future albums? Rather than settling down into a... a, a I, I think at least one more album would have sounded like this. I don't think we'd have stood for it, because it's fine as a standalone album, mm. but I think if this had been a theme of albums... Mm. I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't think they'd have done another concept album. No, I don't mean concept. But I, I think mean, it would have sounded like this. Because on this album we've already got down to smaller track mm. lengths, um, yeah. and less iconic... Um, we've said before on some of the previous albums they've just got into the kind of sing-along mm. song. Not exactly a sing-along, yeah. but you know, it's something you can hum along yeah. to, which yeah. they, they didn't have in the first three albums. They just got into that sort of mm. way of doing things. Now we've got this one, which again, you have got some nice sing-along, hum-along tracks, mm-hmm. but they're very short. Yeah. That's going to change again. But if we had more of this staccato type of album mm. with umpteen short tracks yes. I don't think they would have become the band they are today well, but their albums do tend to go in pairs I mean ignoring from Genesis to Revelation you've got Trespass and Nursery Crime which are of a similar style then you've got Foxtrot and Selling England which are of a similar style then you've got The Lamb stands on its own Trick and Wind and Wuthering similar style then you've got and then there were three and Duke which aren't really of a similar style so they kind of stand on their own but then you've got Abacaba Genesis wait again similar there style are, there are more albums there are loads more albums they don't split up oh I thought this was the end of the road no we've got tons to go yeah we've got weeks oh no <laughs> <sighs> so Peter Gabriel's gone yeah gone will on he, to uh, will you be missed he will always be missed because people will always wonder what they would have been mm. even though they go on to you know bigger and better things to a certain extent yeah I mean Peter Gabriel and Genesis become huge yeah they both prosper amazingly yeah. however the fans will always wonder what would have been yes and I don't think anybody will ever not wonder that yeah. however plenty to look forward to yeah lots lots to look forward yeah. to some good music coming up very good music and in fact some of the although we have done some iconic tracks so far nothing compared to what is to come no. certainly they, they get uh, a bigger uh, showing in the charts yep. um, they get much you know their albums now go platinum and number one albums yeah um, they're, they're on to bigger and better things mm. Peter Gabriel has the same uh, yep. career uh, journey yep. he's, he's going to both become iconic in their own right mm-hmm. all from the seed that has been planted today yep. so in many ways 
probably for the best that Peter Gabriel. It's was. certainly for the best for both of them. Yeah. You wonder if if they had stuck together, would they have remained mediocre instead of becoming what we are going to know as a, a basically a supergroup and a I phenomenal th- solo artist. I think they would have been much more likely to split up after one, maybe two more albums. Of but Peter Gabriel's statement. Probably they would have split up totally. Yeah. Rather yes, than into exactly. two, ident- you know, two mm-hmm. very good uh, a group and a, a, a solo artist, mm-hmm. they would have probably completely splintered. Yeah, because the stresses would have just torn them apart. Yeah, yeah. I, but maybe we'd have ended up with two or three good bands out of it. You know. Oh, but we, but we might not have got Michael and the Kelly. No. Oh, why did Peter Gabriel ever leave? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but um, yeah. So, so what are we doing in the Mike and the Mechanics podcast? Um, after we've done all of Anthony Phillips's stock music albums, all thirty-five of those. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. Right. So that was the lamb. That was the lamb. Goodbye, Peter Gabriel. Hello, Genesis. Hello, Genesis. Yeah. So that was. Peter Gabriel gone from Genesis and we're going to be moving on to the next phase Phil Collins era of Genesis we're going to talk about the Genesis live album first and then the archive box set oh looking forward to that yeah and then we'll move on to the Phil Collins albums starting with The Trick of the Tale so the next one will be the live album and the archive yep that'll be a special um, we'll talk about those um, especially the extra tracks on the archive box sets which, of course, are some of the uh, remixes or the original versions of some tracks we've come to know now. Yeah, some, a lot of live tracks on there. Um, some tracks that were released, Watcher of the Sky's single edits on there, which is very good. Um, uh, sorry, some unreleased demo tracks as well from the, from the very first album. So, plenty to look forward to. Lots to look forward to. And Still we'll be back music. in two weeks with that, mm-hmm. and then in four weeks with... Trick of the Tail. So much to look forward to. Yeah. That was a saga in itself. But now I can see a shiny glowing door which looks like it leads us back to the pub. Is that the way out? That's the way out. And to the pub. Help me. Help me. Ignore him. That's John. Ignore him. Let's get out. Just just ignore John. Yeah. Yay. Time, gentlemen, please. It's here. What's here? It. It what? What? What it? What are you talking about? It. What? No, you said it. Hey. Why am I saying it now? You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo. Hoodoo. You do. Remind me of the babe.